0: Our text for this morning's sermon is taken from the gospel lesson with special emphasis on the following words. I know who you are, the Holy One of God. This is our text. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ, several years ago, one of my teeth, uh, A molar in the back of my mouth broke while I was eating popcorn. My (coughs) dentist here in Sheboygan referred me to one in Milwaukee who specialized in tooth implants. When I arrived there with my clergy collar on, thinking that this appointment would be simply to see what the problem was, This Middle Eastern doctor says to me, you holy man, we start today. Otherwise, you will not be ready for Lent. He was a Christian, so he was a holy man too. Right before he took out the drill to remove my tooth, he explained a little bit what he was going to do. I'm going to drill and get to the root of it. I'm going to go into your jaw and drill it all the way out. Don't worry, I'll give you something for it. And then I'm going to put a post in there, and I'm going to get some uh, bone fragments, and we're going to glue it in there, and you should be good. And then we'll wait and put the tooth on later. Before we begin, let me take your blood pressure. So he takes my blood pressure, and he screams at me, calm down, holy man. You calm down. (laughs) So why did he call me a, a holy man? He didn't know who I was. We just met. It was because he knew that in my vocation as a pastor, since he was a Christian, he knew I was called and ordained under orders to speak the word of the Holy One of God. Jesus Christ and him crucified and risen from the dead. As the Lord said through the prophet in our Old Testament lesson, did you hear that? He said, I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. He was speaking of Jesus. Jesus would be sent, authorized by the Father, to speak the word of the Father. All authority in heaven and on earth, Jesus said, has been given to me. So he's authorized to speak the word of the Father. That's who the prophet is talking about there. That's who God reveals to the prophet, who he's talking about, Jesus. And then notice how authority works. It is given, never taken. It's given to Jesus. He gives it to the apostles who had seen him dead and alive, right? He gives it to them to say what he says. Apostles, sent ones to say what he says. He authorizes them to speak the word of God. And then those in apostolic ministry today, same thing going on. Your pastors. But also, you are authorized to speak that word of God as well, as members of the priesthood of all believers. In fact, This word is to have its way in your lives, in in all of our lives. So, Kristen, you holy woman, Jim, you holy man, we're all holy, made holy by the Holy One, Jesus Christ, who gives us his holiness, who makes us holy, who gives us his word that his word may not only change us, but that we might be instruments of change for others. So you students of Lutheran High School and you students of Trinity, you are a holy people, made holy by the name and word of God. And in our schools, this word of God is central. It shapes and forms who we are. Not just now, but forever. So our institutions of learning are not just about knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, as we hear from the Apostle, but love builds up. To use the knowledge, what we learn, what we learn from God, to use that knowledge and love and care for others, for the world, that they might be enlightened to see the reality of who God is in Jesus Christ and what he means for their lives and how this changes everything, everything, for the life of the world. Now, it's interesting to me that even the unclean spirit of our text knew who Jesus was and is. He knows. But he was silenced because while he had knowledge of Jesus, he was literally an adversary of Jesus. And in addition, Jesus' hour had not yet come. The hour of winning for us the holiness of God on the cross. It's not time. So he quiets him. So when the unclean spirit says, I know who you are, you are the Holy One of God, Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent, come out of him. Now notice, back to the Old Testament lesson again, isn't it interesting? It says, The prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name that I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that same prophet shall die. Well, not only the prophet, the evil one, from whom it comes see he's not this this unclean spirit isn't authorized to do this he's on the other side he uses the word of god and twists it in order to trip people up that they might know, that they might not be known or be or not know or be kept in the dark about who god really is that God comes to us in the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ and him crucified and risen from the dead. The unclean spirit doesn't operate, operate in the way of God, in the way of authority. Rather, he operates in the way of power. He overpowers the person in our text, right? He Overpowers this person he possesses and manipulates him. He does this to you and me too. And if need be, forces him to do whatever the unclean spirit wants him to do. Forces him. And we see that he has quite a bit of success, doesn't he? The good I want to do, I don't do. As the apostle says, the bad I don't want to do, this I keep on doing, right? You see, the unclean spirits of today do the same thing by falsely claiming authority for themselves in order to overpower others. They are on the take. They don't care about you. They care about themselves. And their followers, they don't care about you. They care about themselves. So if you get in their way, you're gone. Or as they say in our world today, canceled. You see, they see or believe that authority lies within us. That's the lie of the devil. It's a lie that we can be God or that we can control the realities of life by pretending they're not real. We can't. It's the lie of the evil one that authority dwells within the heart of the (laughs) individual psychological self as is said today. That has always been the lie and it's still a lie today. Jesus said something different. He said all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Authority, like I mentioned earlier, is given, not taken. It's given, not taken. And it belongs to God. It belongs to God. It doesn't belong to you and me. We don't determine the realities of life by just saying it. Those are called fairy tales. Our Lord deals in the realm of truth and reality. So he speaks to the realities of our sin, but also the realities of the antidote. Because he loves every last one of us. Did you catch what the unclear, unclean spirit asked Jesus? Have you come to destroy us? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Jesus is authorized to destroy the demons and to save us. And he authorizes us to bring this salvation into the world. Remember, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them everything I have commanded you. And lo, I'll be with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus is still silencing and casting out demons today. I often ask my 8th graders in confirmation class, have you ever seen an exorcism? And they say, no, Pastor, never seen one. Then I say, have you ever seen a, a baptism of a child or an adult? Well, yes. Well, what do you think is going on there? The Old Spirit, the spirit of sin and death, the evil spirit is being cast out. In fact, in the old liturgies, they used to blow, to blow them out. And it's replaced with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, and, and Christ takes up residence with us. He washes away our sins, and he dwells with us. He lives with us and promises never to leave us nor to forsake us. This is holy baptism where you become a holy people, God's people, his children. And he promises, I'm going to be there for you come what may. And if anybody's going to mess with you, they've got to mess with me, Jesus says. And nobody messes with Jesus, not even death. And not, certainly not, the evil one. He's defeated when Jesus took upon himself the sin of the world and died in our place for our sins. And his holy word still comes to us, right? Because we still sin and he draws us to him. He identifies our sin, calls it out, exposes it, not for the purpose of destroying us, but for the purpose of of forgiving our sin. It's his holy word as we return to uh, our baptisms and confession and absolution, and through his word, he washes away the sin again and assures us that we're with him, that we've been rescued from sin and death and the power of evil. And then you have the holy communion, right? Why is it holy? The word of God makes it holy. The word of God gives and bestows what it says. This is my body. This is my blood, the perfect body, the perfect life, put into your ears, your mouths, your hearts, and your lives. So we have a holy Lord who comes with holy gifts. There's not gifts like this anywhere else in the world to make us his holy people, to give us the certain hope and a future of life together with him and one another throughout all eternity. Jesus you see, has all authority on heaven, in heaven and on earth. And when he com- commands the unclean spirits to depart, they obey him. You know, unlike the unclean spirits with their false narratives, Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, and his spirit, the spirit of truth, always accomplishes what Jesus says. And what he says is, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When, when you pass through the fires, you will not be burned. Why? Because I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. The Lord, you see, is our righteousness. It says that all over the scriptures. How about from Isaiah the prophet? Quote, he has covered me with a robe of righteousness. That's why we uh, put a child in a, a white gown to, to extol what happens in holy baptism. We're clothed with the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. Or why a, a, a white pall is put over a casket. This person is clothed with Christ. And not even death can separate this person from the warmth, from the Son of righteousness, Jesus Christ, and the life with God and one another that never ends jesus said you are holy with his holiness you are a saint with his saintliness you are clothed with the holiness and saintliness of jesus christ in closing back in 1993 i i uh i was a foreign exchange student i was a uh Cambridge, England, Cambridge University at Fitzwilliam College in Cambridge. Spent six, six months there and then backpacked over, all over Europe. But then went on my own. I was the only one who wanted to go to Israel, and you can imagine why. I was studying to be a pastor. And in 1983, I, I backpacked all over the Holy Land, right? The place where our Lord uh, walked the earth and did all of these things in history. Recorded history with witnesses including his death and resurrection. And on my way back, I had to get from Tel Aviv to... or from Jerusalem to Tel Aviv to catch my plane. And uh, in Israel, you have to bargain for everything you get, right? So I had to set up a cab for the next morning. I had to leave at 5 a.m. from Jerusalem to get, get to Tel Aviv in time for my flight. And so... I knew I was going to have to pay an outrageous price because, well, he would know that I needed to get to the airport. And of course, when I called, the guy quoted me an outrageous price. And being the good bargainer that I am, I said, (laughs) OK. He picked me up that morning, he stayed in his car, I threw my stuff in the cab, and we were on our way to Tel Aviv to the airport. And along the way, he said, why are you here? And I said, well, I'm backpacking all along. Well, yeah, but why are you doing this on your own? And I told him, I'm studying to become a a Lutheran pastor and explain what that meant. And he said this, oh, you holy man. Now, why did he say that? He just met me. He didn't know me, right? Well, he was a Christian too, and he understood that I would... I was going to be called and ordained to say the word of the holy one of god that gives us hope and a future of new life with him and with one another when i arrived at the airport true story i'll never forget this he jumped out of the car and took my bags and put them on the sidewalk and as i reached to give him the money he said no Please just give me a blessing, which I did with the name and word of God that comes not from me, not from the demons, not from a fallen humanity, but from the Holy One of God, Jesus Christ. His fame precedes him, and quite frankly, he's here today too with all authority in heaven and on earth to cast out your demons and mine to make us all holy, and to give us his peace that surpasses all understanding. And like believers before us, we are amazed, truly amazed, at his teaching and authority. And since now is the day of salvation, it is time, it is time for all of us to confess that Jesus is the Holy One of God, now that he has accomplished our salvation. It is to be delivered. This Holy One of God is here delivering today to make you and me holy, to give us hope and a future and life together with him and one another that nothing and no one can separate us from. Amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and our lives in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.